Chris Charles, and this is Straight Chubb, the fantasy football podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Headliners. Welcome back to the show. It's always good to be back with the man himself, Mr. Chris Kennedy. What is up, buddy? What is up is um, that I'm glad we started when we did, because before we went live and we were just kind of, you know, just shooting the shit, I was like, hey, let's get this started before I start to get too drunk. So I'm glad we're starting it now because... Mm. Rem has had a good night already, and it's only 9.30. Ooh, and you know, I've, I've been dropping a couple myself. It's been a long day, but you know, this is this is part of the magic right now is you get a little bit tipsy and, you know, you have some fun on the podcast, man. I, I love it. I, Absolutely. I, I mean, ex- exactly. I mean, I had a really nice dinner before this. Went to one of my favorite places, um, you know, around the corner. I had myself a, a pan-roasted salmon on top of... Um, some seasoned green beans and a corn and apple smoked applewood bacon risotto. Jesus. Oh, it was apps. And I sent you guys the picture of it. It was absolutely phenomenal. And then you wash that down with about four wash ashore love ales and, uh, and you're getting your night off to a good start. Let me tell how, you how you still wear like extra small clothing is beyond me, sir. I have no understanding about how your body chemistry is working, man. And it works out financially really, really well because the more you shop at Baby Gap, the more money you save. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Baby, that's what—that's where you can spend the extra dollars on all that food you eat. Unreal. Yeah, you get an extra large at Baby Gap, and it's like a—it's like a child's medium. It's perfect. Perfect, man. <laughs> Frick, man. I wish. I, I just look at that food. I'm listening to you talk about the food. I think I gained five pounds. Jesus. But anyway, man, we have so much football news to discuss. It's actually quite crazy. And uh, I mean, I love it, man. This is the time the season is ramping up. I mean, training camp is ramping up. We are, what, five weeks, man? Five weeks away from the first uh, NFL kickoff, buddy. Yeah, and we're only two days away from the first, like, official preseason game. We have two games on today's. So today is Tuesday when we're recording. On Thursday is going to be the first two official games of the week one preseason. So let's go. We're, we're so close. We're so close. And I love it so much. It's, it's like a, you know, it's like your kid was away at camp for, for a whole off season. And, and now the kid is coming back and you get to, you get yeah. to have happy time. The NFL, they are our children. They They're are coming children. home. Yes. I love it. Yes. But I got to start on the bills. note, baby, positive notes. Uh, Josh Allen, my boy, he signs a massive, a contract extension, baby. We got to talk about this big money deal. Six years, $258 million, 150 of that guaranteed $43 million per season. He is just right behind Mr. Patrick Mahomes for being the top paid quarterback in the entire NFL. And I think that was the standard. We knew this. I mean, Brandon Bean, mm-hmm. man, this guy, we got to talk about Bean for one second because he is like the mafia. This guy understands how to manipulate dollars and he is going to put it in the situation. I even saw the contract the stipulations on Josh Allen. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think it's two years. They can get out of this deal in two years with like virtually no dead money because the guarantees are in the first two years. And I think it's absolutely magic what he has been doing with not only the roster build, but how he's managing the salary cap. I think that's absolutely phenomenal. And by the way, um, Bill Belichick, if you're listening to that, the fact that they can get out of that deal in two years, you know, just little heads up there, just in case you need a quarterback in a couple of years. But I do think that the money is, is well-deserved. I mean, Josh Allen is easily a top three, top five talented quarterback in the league. He deserves the money. And it's, it's, it's tough for me to say when I say that somebody deserves 200 plus million dollars. But 
when it comes to these owners and they have the money and they have to, they're able to spend it on these players, then absolutely. Allen has done everything that has been asked of him. He has progressed and improved year after year. So when I look at what he's gotten, I'm almost kind of like, yes, he deserves it. And he probably deserves more as well. Yeah, I mean, you can't argue it. I mean, he's done everything that, like you said, they, that they've asked him to do. Everything that he's done has been in the progressive uh, traits. And I mean, people want to put the arguments to say they surrounded him with uh, Stefan Diggs and company and more talent to uh, amplify his statistics. And maybe it's it's a bit of both. I mean, look at guys like Tom Brady. I mean, Peyton Manning, he mm. was a Denver. I mean, every time you add pieces to these individuals, it was the traits for me in Josh Allen that I coveted. It was it was the non-coachable traits, the the elite arm talent, you know, the the heart and the motivation and the drive i mean the locker room leader type those are the things you can't necessarily coach in a player i mean maybe you could pick up one or two half uh, halfway but with josh allen i mean it was everything there it was just the fine tuning of his mechanics that needed refinement and the bills with uh, brian dable with uh, uh, sean mcdermott and then give some give a shout out to uh with jesse palmer uh, that worked with him what was his name uh so it was uh, uh carson palmer's brother and I apologize, Jesse. So Jesse Palmer was the former Florida Gator quarterback. That was the, like the third string quarterback for the giants. Who was then on the bachelor. Um, and I, I apologize for not knowing Carson Palmer's brother's name, but he is like a quarterback coach guru. Yeah. And if his name fades me too, and I'm embarrassed because I mean, he helped my boy get to where he is, but I mean, this is it, man. So this is basically now the floor for the Buffalo bills. This is super bowl. Jordan, bust. Jordan Palmer Jordan Palmer. Thank you very much. And I mean, this is it, man. This is Super Bowl or bust. I mean, you got to get over the hump and beat those Kansas City Chiefs. And then now you got others like Tennessee on the rise as well. And this division is creeping up. But I mean, I love it, man. But a big money deal, six years, $258 million. I think I got to call Josh Allen to help lend some money to this poor guy over here. Yeah. And while you're at it, maybe be like, hey, can you throw like, you know, $63 to, to your boy Rem? Just because who doesn't want $63 and he needs a new shirt from the baby gap. So $63 will get him a whole wardrobe. Yeah. This one's, this one's getting a little bit tight right now. I have to like keep (laughs) unbuttoning buttons right now. So Chouse is now like, like unfortunately being tortured with like extra skin that he sees on zoom. Seeing the hamburger meat all coming out, man. Like you're going out in Miami, like, you know, wearing all the jewelry. Like, what are you doing, man? I know it's going to be like Ryan Fitzpatrick in the press conference when he exactly. took Deshaun Jackson's jewelry exactly. and clothing. It's Nothing be like great. a little hamburger meat just coming out of your shirt. It's okay. <laughs> the Colts, man, let's move on. The Colts signed Darius Leonard to a massive ex- extension after Fred Warner got his deal. That was kind of the floor for this one. Five years, $99.25 million, $52.5 million guaranteed for Darius Leonard, one of the best up-and-coming linebackers in this entire league. I mean, the Colts scored when they drafted him. What was it? Third round, fourth round for Leonard. And I mean, he's done nothing but produce and be one of the best in the whole business. Oh, I completely agree. And and he absolutely deserves that kind of money because like you said, he's one of the top linebackers in the league. He's somebody that offenses game plan around, especially on a team like the, the, the Colts who don't have a lot of shutdown players on their defense. So Leonard is easily along with the Forrest Buckner. You know, those are a couple of guys that, offenses are making sure that they're keeping an eye on every single down so for me personally Leonard more than deserves that that extension 
And these guys are going to have to pitch shutouts now without Carson Wentz this season. Mm. Uh, I mean, what is the, that old movie, The Program? Uh, what was it, Mac? He's like, you know, when when his buddy got suspended for steroids, he, we're going to have to sh- pitch shutouts now and you're gone for four. And this is exactly what's happening now with Carson Wentz, man. They're going to have to pitch shutouts. Yeah. So just make, just, you know, be thankful that the Colts don't have a Lattimore on their team. Lattimore. Thank you. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> The injury bug, Chris. Oh, my God. We have so many injuries to discuss. Training camp injuries are the worst. And, I mean, it's not getting any easier. We knew this was going to happen. We just hope that we can get to uh, the first week of the season. I mean, what? We still have, like I said, five weeks to go. So that's a lot of time for these guys to rehab. But we'll start with Justin Jefferson. Sprains his AC joint. I mean, we watched the video. He fell awkwardly on his shoulder. Mm. I thought it was a collarbone. I, I As soon as he started grabbing toward his chest, I said, oh, yep. shit. I said, there we go. That's nine weeks. It's done for J- uh, JJ. But, I mean, AC joint, I mean, okay, he got out of huge. Uh, severity of injury but I mean I'm scared man still the AC joint you can't even really lift your hands and this could linger for a while yeah and I know that like for a running back it may not be as severe just because you know the way that they run but for a wide receiver like you said they need that extension they didn't hit that full extension you know for a lot of these guys so that could be certainly worrisome um, I am glad that it wasn't anything more serious like you said with a collarbone um, but again when you come to these kind of injuries especially for a receiver like JJ, who is going to be relied on as that number one target outside of Adam Thielen. It's I'm st- I would still absolutely target him, but you know, a little bit of caution here now. So, I mean, if they play him at all this preseason, they're on drugs. So, I, I, oh, you, I would absolutely not do that. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't even know what, if, if and when he's going to return because AC is, uh, they count it as a day to day, but I mean, that's yeah. t- typically like a two to three week. And then, I mean, again, it's going to linger. It's one of those things where you really struggle to lift your arms. And if you're trying to make catches, I mean, he's this could be a situation where JJ is going to be playing hurt almost for the entire season now. And especially for a guy that right now is going as the the wide receiver seven and redraft, he's going towards the end of the second round. Mm-hmm. I probably would be looking elsewhere because right around that same area, you could get guys like Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. And those guys are all healthy right now. So, yeah, I might uh, I might have to skip on Jefferson at his current ADP. Yeah, I mean, it's getting scary right now, man. Rashad Bateman, he makes news today as well. He hurts Ugh. his groin in practice. I thought it was ACL, Chris. I was like, oh, shit, here it is. And, I mean, we dodged that bullet. It's a groin. People saying grade two, but now they're saying it's a little less severe. I think you, you mentioned you read the report. Yeah, so as I, as I was reading today um, – it's it, it's a soft tissue injury, what they're calling it. Um, so right now, where it's not structural, um, you know, they're not they're saying that the severity isn't known, and this is just as of like four hours ago. But it, they are saying that it shouldn't be too serious. But of course, then they start talking about you know the emergence of of Hollywood Brown, maybe Sammy Watkins sighting, and I'm like, first of all, pump the brakes on Sammy Watkins. He's going to play like six games, and that's about it. Um, Mark Andrews is going to be the guy to really keep an eye on though in this offense. If Bateman isn't able to really be healthy come the beginning of the season, because they're saying that as well as Marlon Humphrey and that defense has been playing, they don't have an, their own defense. They do not have an answer for Mark Andrews. 
Ooh, and I, well, that's it. They they lost how many linebackers, man? I mean, they're rushing. They have to adjust on that defense just a little bit. I mean, Humphrey's been getting cooked too this offseason. You see this by Sa- by Bateman, by Bateman and Sammy. Sammy was beaten yes. today too, and I was like, what is going on with Humphrey now? I, it's some crazy stuff going on in Baltimore. I will say this right now, like so. Looking at Bateman and the talent, I know that you know Baltimore is a run first team. But right now, Bateman's going at the end of the 13th round. Mm. And even with this injury, you could see his ADP start to fall even more over the next couple of weeks. So if he's there in like the 15th round, you absolutely want to snatch him up because of what he could potentially could do for you in the second half of the season once he does get fully healthy. Oh, you smash. You smash that in the 15th round. And even if he does Mm. fall, even if he falls to the waiver, I mean, that is one guy. It's just like JJ last year. Nobody in many redrafts, they let him slip. And he was on the waiver, became like a week three target. And that was it. It was game over. Bateman could be one of these guys now with this injury. I like that. That's a great point, man. Bateman and Rondell Moore are two guys to absolutely keep in your radar that are going between rounds 14 and 17 right now. Rondale Moore, the electrician, as I coined it back in the day on the scattering report on Headliner U. That is right. The electrician. Make sure Moving you go on. subscribe. <laughs> go subscribe right now. Julio Jones, man. Here we go again. Julio hurts his leg mm. at practice. I mean, it is minor. I get it. Okay, but this is already the start, man. This is his resume. Julio is the injury. I don't want to say prone because Julio is my boy. I love me some Julio Jones. But I mean, again, man, this is this is the situation. Is he going to be dealing with so many ailments this year? Is he going to be this guy that is the decoy for A.J. Brown more often than not? Is this to only spread out so that they don't stack the box on King Henry? I mean, what are we really thinking about Julio Jones at this point? So for, for me personally, um, I mean, Julio is not really somebody that I'm looking to target right now, you know, especially with his current ADP, he's going in the early fourth round. There are other guys that I probably would rather have. Um, And when he's healthy, we all know what he can do, Mm -hmm. but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy over the last few years. And that really concerns me for somebody who's 32 years old, who's still a top talent in the league, but he's 32 years old and he's an injured 32 year old. So that really, really concerns me. You know, and it's not, it concerns me too. And it's not even the thing about saying, you know, what can and can't Julio do because he can do it all. It's, right. you, know, you know what it is to me that fears me the most is the fact that even when he is playing hurt, it, it hurts you so much fantasy football wise, because now all of a sudden he comes in the game. You're like, yes, he's playing. He gets in those like 15 snaps and then he's out because he hurt himself again or re-aggravated his injuries. And, and then it cripples you for the season. And then you're, you're stuck because you're sitting there saying, well, what the hell do I do with this man? The value isn't there on the trade. You're never going to drop Julio into the waiver wire. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. And then now you're stuck with a problem every single week. Do you start him? Is he healthy? Is he going to perform? And the fact that he, when you, when you did draft him, he's most likely you likely your wide receiver too. Mm. And that's not exactly what you want from a guy that you're taking within your first four picks, especially when you could almost rather have somebody like Amari Cooper or Bobby trees who are going around the exact same area as Julio Jones, same with Chris Godwin. Yeah, and I mean, we were we were we were doing this problem when he was a wide receiver one. Now he's a, your wide receiver two problem, and 
Oh, Julio, man. I, I can't I'm, ever. I, I'm going to let him be somebody else's problem. I, I think I'm at that point, too. I, I, I really want to believe, and I, I just I can't do it right now. As of we're sitting today, something drastically has to change in Julio's uh, department for me to be a full-on truther once again. Another one of these players who I am truly infatuated with, man crush, and he keeps on disappointing me, Chris. It's it's Mr. Kenny Galladay. He injures mm. his hamstring two to three weeks. They said that, you know, he evaded massive injury that could have cost him longer. But I mean, this is a problem. He comes off the hip in Detroit, you know, signs the big money deal in New York. Now he hurts his hammy. He's been doing decent in camp so far, but it just tells me his conditioning isn't there. He's not a speedster. So why the hell is he burning his, his hammies here? I, I'm really starting to get concerned on, on Kenny as well. And he's still not old. It's not like, you know, he's Julio age, but I mean, this is a problem problem i mean are we what are we thinking about kenny now i mean with 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 the injuries um with that offense you know just you know kind of just sputtering here and there um yeah i'm i'm, I'm out on kenny galladay i think he's being drafted higher than he should be i think that the overall uh ecr the expert consensus rankings are higher than they probably should be um for me he's a wide receiver three He's not in my top 25. He's barely in my top 30 right now. Yeah, and it's so hard to argue. I mean, I'll probably lift him up because of, of what do you call it? Like a, a rocket to the moon, a potential value. That's kind yeah, of where yeah. I'm looking at Kenny. And I always have been because, I mean, even last season, I was ranking Kenny very high. And hadn't it been for that hip injury, I think I would have come to fruition with my prediction. But I mean, we got to go with what we know all the time, right? And what we know today is is his injury is precluding him from learning this offense, this new system. And I mean, I don't like it. And I really want to be a Kenny supporter this year. Can I give you, I want to give you an either or because these are two guys that are both going around the exact same area, but both have injury histories. Hmm. Would you rather take Kenny Galladay or Odell Beckham Jr.? Oh, see why? Why even pose this to me right now? I know, I know. I don't like it. I mean, man, oh man. If I if I had to, I'm 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 I think I'm sticking with Kenny. I I man, I can't even say that with a straight face. God, that's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't fault you. I would probably oh. I would lean Odell and that's and I have them I have Odell like three spots higher than Kenny Galladay right now. You know what? But it's I'm tough like to it's tough for it. I might do the same. I might go OBJ right now only because I like the way that Cleveland's offense is over New York. Uh, Cause we don't know what they're going to be. And I mean, Jason Garrett to me is uh, he sucks, but I mean, Oh, he's awful. He's, he's and terrible. I trust Baker more. I trust Baker more than I do. Danny Penny's. Absolutely. Danny Penny's is, is going to make me broke by the end of the season. So yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little biased on Kenny only because I want him to succeed. And I know what he can be when he is healthy and on the field with a good level quarterback. So, I mean, that's kind of clouding my judgment right now, but I think you're right. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. I'll, I'll go OVJ. And also with Kenny Galladay with, you know, if he's not able to stay healthy, that could just mean more targets for Saquon Barkley, who had a really solid first practice back. Yes, back from the pop, baby. I love it. See, mm -hmm. they're playing games with us in New York, man. I, I, I know. I'm going to have to. We call talked up. about this a few weeks ago, how we he did. may or may not play first week. You know, I'm going to have to call up John Gotti's crew and tell him, you know, go, go and get things straight over there, man. Like, what is going on here? No, you know what you need to do? You, you call you call up uh, 
Dan Campbell over in Detroit and be like, hey, come over here and bite some kneecaps for us. Bite some kneecaps off, man. And I mean, damn it. Quit lying to me. This is fantasy football season. Saquon's one of my guys, man. You lie to me this entire offseason. Give me gray hairs and almost give me a high blood pressure. Like, shit, man. Don't do this to me. Moving right along. AJ Green, man. Okay, this is interesting stuff. So I've been preaching up AJ Green. You've been preaching up AJ Green a bit. Yep. Only because of the ADP and the value. He's got an undisclosed injury, and and this is scary because Arizona and Cliff Kingsbury have been saying, and they have been on record to say, they will not disclose injuries this training camp, this offseason, and it's going to be uh, in-house, and it's going to be under wraps. That scares me. They say it's Mm. minor. They say it's minor, but, I mean, A.J. Green coming off the injury history that he has over the last two, three seasons, now you're with a new club, Kyler Murray and company. You're expecting big things, especially at his 14th round ADP. What, what are we thinking about AJ now? This injury creeping up a little bit. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. And actually I, uh, I updated my, my wide receiver rankings yesterday and, uh, and yeah, he's, uh, he's low for me. Um, he's currently going in the middle of the 15th round and that's, that's actually a little bit higher than I probably would want to take him right now. I would much rather have rookie Rondell Moore over AJ green right now. Um, AJ Green barely cracks my top 80 wide receivers right now. It's, oh man, it's so tough. You know what it is too, though? If he hits, he's going to be one of the biggest value markers this entire season. And I'm putting the stamp on that right now. And I, I've been pushing this the whole time. And, I, and I'm, I'm convinced health-wise, if he is on this field opposite of DeAndre Hopkins, AJ mm. Green is going to see very large numbers. And I mean, okay, 1,000 yards might be a little ambitious, but I, I would not be surprised he gets back into the 10. And this is barring health, everything health excluding. I get 10 yep. to 12. 10 to 12 might not be out of the realm of possibilities, man. I don't think so. And I think if he is able to stay healthy, plays all 16 games, stays on the field, is that legitimate number two target for Kyler Murray? Then, yeah, we're talking about a top 50, top 45 wide receiver. You know, that's someone that you could probably fill into your flex on a weekly basis. Yeah, and I mean, I can't fault you for dropping him because it's fearful. You're scared. I mean, last round flyer, okay. First week waiver wire, potentially. I mean, oh, AJ. And yeah, right right now, I'm scared. right now I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. Scared is the word. You see this one, man, Darren, Darren Waller. What the frick? I was going to swear, but I think it's not appropriate at this point because I'm not really, you know, feeling it. Darren Waller, man, what is going on, man? He has missed eight straight days of camp, eight straight uh, practices, has not been on the field. And John Gruden is is tight lipped worse than the cookie jar that you're trying to keep away from the kids. And and he's sitting there saying, yeah, we don't know what it is. And and they keep grilling him. They're saying, why isn't Darren Waller on the field? Have you haven't heard this? I see your face kind of, you know, shrinking a little bit. All right. So I, I was following this a couple of days ago when he missed four straight practices. And so now that he's missed five um, and you're absolutely right, John Gruden. Sorry, oh, eight, eight days, eight days. Oh, eight okay, days. So but eight. it's but it's but but it's, but it's the last five practices. Okay, fair enough. Um, John Gruden, he won't actually say whether or not the absence is injury related. So the fact that he won't say if it's injury related shows that it's probably not. There's something else going on. I think that that Gruden's upset about or Waller's upset about where he's not, you know, actually showing up. Um, According to this so, report, so you, hold on. You're you're believing John Gruden like they lied to us from New York. This you're actually believing them. I'm saying that he's. I don't think he's missing practice because of an injury. I think he's missing practice okay. for something that is. I don't know if it's contract related or I don't know if it's just 
His role in the offense may have been changing, but I don't think it's because of an injury because he hasn't been, there was a report that came out from, um, uh, Elvin Ryan. I'm looking at this from fantasy pros and he's saying that, uh, that last Sunday he was on the field, he was jogging, but there was no limp, you know, there was no significant, you know, physical thing that looked like he was, he was actually injured. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to believe right now. See, and I mean, you're not wrong based on contract. If, if it is the contract, I just had to pull this up because I was very interested. It's a four-year 29.8. And I mean, he is what? Now in the third year of it, 2021. So he's making $6 million this season. And it's going to be 6.2, 6.25 in the subsequent two seasons. And I mean, yeah, is he underpaid for what he's doing? Yeah, I could see that because we're talking Travis Kelsey. Money is what he should be expecting and what he should be being paid. I mean, maybe that's it. But I mean, I, I was only giving you a hard time because I'm like, you're actually believing this shit after all this stuff. They're lying to us on, on Saquon. And now you're sitting here saying you believe it's not injury related. But I don't even know what to think, man. You might be dead right on know. this. I don't know. I, I think it might be all about them Benjamins, baby. All about them Benjamins. Everything's always about money. Why is everything about money? Listen, I just want my $63, damn it. Let's go. Baby Gap needs some money, man. Jesus. Come on, Josh. Come on, Josh. I just want a million, Josh. Can you give me a million, you know, just so I can live comfortably? Josh, you know, I'm going to make it. Uh, Bill's Mafia here, man. You got to support a million, dude. I can, li- I, I can live comfortably off, this, off of $63. You give me some PB&J and I'm a happy dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Simplest of men over here, Mr. Uh, Big Rim. I love it. Hunter Henry, man. You want to talk about your boy a little bit, Mr. Hunter Henry? I, I like not really, no. You know, <laughs> I'm trying. I, I love the guy. I love the skill set, but Jesus, this guy cannot get out of his own way when it comes to injuries. And I no, don't even can't. Know, I don't even know what to say about it anymore. He injures his shoulder in practice. No official word on the severity when it was injured. I mean, but now they're saying it's actually worse than what it was to be expected, and he could miss uh, a decent amount of time. Yeah, according to Adam Schefter, he's saying that uh, now it's expected that Hunter Henry will miss a quote-unquote couple of weeks with the shoulder injury that he suffered last weekend. Um, Good news, though, uh, it's not a serious injury, but the fact that he's going to miss a couple of weeks means that he's going to be missing more reps with Cam Newton, not Mac Jones, Chouse, because Cam Newton's going to be the week one starter. You're going to owe me some beers, man. Mac Money Jones, but go ahead. I, I can't wait to get these beers from you. So in the meantime, but what's going to happen now is that this could really help out Johnny Smith because he's going to be getting more reps with the first team than Hunter Henry. Um, because I do think that if Hunter Henry was healthy, I think Henry would leapfrog Johnny Smith as that tight end one, even though we are most likely going to see them play a lot of 12 man personnel with those two tight end sets. Um, but now with Henry out for a few weeks, that definitely is going to hurt him and his fantasy value because it could take a little bit more time to build that rapport in that relationship with whichever quarterback he's going to have going into the season. Yeah. And I don't disagree. And I, you know, this really hurts the new England Patriots in my opinion, because you see how they're utilizing John U. Smith. He's, he's doing a Roman free in the backfield for God's sakes. He was run, He was doing an, an end around in the backfield. See what I'm saying? Amazing. And this is part of the, the magnificence of uh, Bill Belichick. He is making this, uh, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, could what? you, could you say that again? Magnificence. You like that? It's yeah. A new word. It's yeah. A brand new that, brand no, of uh, the fact that you said magnificence, <laughs> magnificent, the, 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 the M word that you said yeah. with Bill Belichick, <laughs> that was just music. to my ears. <laughs> We're the so, M word. 
we're stumbling today. The M word, man. Magnificence. And I mean, okay, it is it is uh, Bill Belichick. And I'll give credit where it's due, even though, you know, to hell with your Patriots. But I mean, when it, when it comes to everything I'm seeing, how they're doing this offense right now, and they realize if this is Cam Newton, it's all short passes. And, and this is why John oh, yeah, Smith yeah. is in the backfield, man. This is why he's doing bubble screens. But this is going to uh, help uh, along the way Hunter Henry as well, because these will be your two best wide receivers. I don't care if they say Jacoby Myers has been doing damage in, in camp. I don't care if it's Nikhil Harry catching those touchdowns in the corner and you're getting chub over there. Like, uh, I, you know, wipe your chin and move on, Chris, because, I mean, those guys aren't doing shit this year. And, and I, I, unless, you know, Mac Jones is in there and he's going to rectify and bring them all back. But this, this whole offense is going to be predicated upon, in my opinion, upon the run and the tight ends. And now without Hunter Henry, This is a big problem for you and how you guys are going to run this offense overall. I completely agree. I also think it puts a little bit more pressure on the running back, specifically, you know, Damian Harris, where the Patriots are most likely going to be a run first team, you know, whether it's Cam Newton, Damian Harris, you know, this is a team that's going to be getting small chunks of yards throughout the field because they're not a team like with Cam Newton under center. They're not a team that's going to be getting those big 20 plus yards, you know, at a time. Um, I know training camp cams looked good. Don't get me wrong. It's training camp. His throwing motion still does not look good. I mean, when you go back and you look at his throwing motions from this year's training camp back to like 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. it's a completely different motion. Absolutely. So for me personally, it's, it's going to be about the running game. It's going to be those short yardage passes. Um, yeah. Aguilar's a speedster, but if your quarterback can't get you the ball 20, 25 yards down the field, then what good is having, you know, that, that kind of speed. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this is a big one, man. I mean, if you're a Pats fan, I mean, this is to me, Hunter Henry was kind of like your staple. And and a lot of people are going to say, well, how can you say that? It's because of how you're trying to run this offense. Double tight end sets with full running uh, approach. I mean, this was going to be your game. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you saw your your one coach, I think it was your running back coach, when they said, hey, what does Ramondre Stevenson have to improve on? He's like, everything. And I'm like, everything, you, literally I'm like, everything. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, don't be putting my boy down. I like Ramondre. God, you know, everything's just not turning my way today. But you know what? Like with, with Hunter Henry and with that signing, everybody knew. Pats fans had to have understood this. There was risk and reward with Hunter Henry. We knew about his injury history going into this, paid him a boatload of money, and you just had to understand, like, yeah, there's a good chance that he's going to get hurt at some point because that's kind of been his M.O. his entire career. And that's a great point. Maybe that's why they were hedging their bets and, and John who's going to be a full, but John who gets hurt too. <laughs> you paid. Yeah. John who had his stench on, on, on IR last year too. So that's it. I don't, man, you guys paid a boatload of money to all these injured players. That's how bad Bill Belichick uh, didn't like losing the division to the Buffalo bills, buddy. Yeah. And we still have $12 million in cap space right now. <clears throat> the Buffalo bills won the division. I'm sorry. I just, I just heard cap space. What? What happened last year? We'll move on. <laughs> DJ Chark, man. He gets a minor break in his hand. I think it was his finger or hand. I can't remember now, but he has surgery and the expectation is for him to return to week one. I told you guys there, there's a ton of injuries. And I mean, DJ Chark right now. I mean, I was kind of on the fence. I, I like uh, Jacksonville and what they're building. I like mm-hmm. DJ Chark as a, as a wide receiver, uh, top wide receiver on the team. But this is a major issue for me, man. And now if, if I'm talking ADP, I'm really starting to like Marvin Jones. I was just going to say, um, not only do I like Marvin Jones, I like LaVisca Chenault because right now 
Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault are only going like eight spots, you know, difference between each other, where you have DJ Chark going in the seventh round, you could get his, you could get the wide receiver two or three in Jacksonville in the 10th round, who very well could be battling Chark for targets as being the number one you know, receiver on that team. So absolutely, I'm right there with you. Give me LaVisca, give me, give me Marvin Jones. I would much rather have either of those guys in the 10th compared to DJ Chark in the seventh. And I'm almost favoring Jones a little bit more only because of his pedigree in the league. I mean, he's been just that consistent guy. I mean, yes. Okay. He disappears. He disappears from time to time in certain games. We've seen it. He blows up for three TDs, goes for two catches the next game. I mean, we've seen it, but it's because he's not the true number one. Right. So, I mean, you're going to have to go with the ups and downs and the matchup play. Right. So, I mean, but for me, with this Chark injury, I mean, okay, he's likely going to get healed. It's a broken finger, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's a finger, right? Yeah, you're you're correct. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, okay, but you catch balls with those hands. How can you catch if you don't have, like, a, a thumb or, a, you know, index finger? I, I, I don't like it. No, I mean, it's it's very, very true. It's it's tough to to handle and cradle balls without a working finger all those balls. I mean, you know, you're going to let one slip out and then you got problems. But I, I, I did read um, with that broken finger. Um, yeah. Like you said, he's expected back by week one. Again, this is another situation where he's going to lose, you know, all those reps with a rookie quarterback that he needs to have. He needs to be able to gain that trust with him. So it's like, you know, like we talked about with the other injuries, it's just going to speak more and more to the secondary and, and, you know, third receivers on this team that are going to be getting those reps and building that rapport with Trevor Lawrence. Didn't uh, Urban Meyer say that Chark wasn't playing as big as he should do? Did he say, yeah, that? I yes, read that. Did, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not a good look, Mr. DJ Chark. You better get your ass up on that field sooner rather than later. Otherwise, you know what? You're going to be in the doghouse. Speaking of the Jags, man, continuing with the Jags, I see uh, this is more headlines now. That's all the injuries I got. So we'll, we'll move along with the injuries because we got you guys caught up, man. But the, the Jags, they're looking to trade CJ Henderson. I think this is absolutely insanity. Why? What the hell are they thinking, Chris? Like, I, I'm legit baffled. I'm sitting here reading this headline. I even go into the, I mean, it was, I think it was on NBC uh, Sports thing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at this thing and it says, uh, you know, they're looking to shop CJ Henderson. And, and then that was basically it. I was looking for why. There was nothing there. He was a top end pick. I get it. He's not part of this regime in how they built cj henderson is a top dog man and he is just learning and scratching the surface if you trade him away this will be a massive regret for you because there's no way in hell you're getting value to return on investment oh absolutely not i mean cj henderson is easily your your number one cornerback right now i mean he's somebody who you took high in the draft he was a stud coming out of florida um i mean the fact that they're looking to move him that's just that's absolutely baffling to me, and it's crazy. And you know who's you know who's calling? I, I I wanted Brandon Bean. I'm like Brandon, call him up, man. We can use number two right next to Trey. But you know I'm I'm a Bills homer. Everyone's gonna call me that. But the Saints. Man, I mean I, I I like I like Shaq Griffin. Don't get me wrong, but like sure. give give me give me the young talented C.J. Henderson who's got great man to man skills. He can play his own like. Give me Henderson all day long. Agreed. Man. Let the him le- develop. Let him power. develop. Absolutely. Yes. Let him develop. The lanky power. Like he's like, uh, okay, I'm not going to compare him to Jalen Ramsey, but I mean, 
you know, he's he's got that esque to him. He's got a little he bit of dog plays in with him. a physicality that you like. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yes, and and the Saints are calling, and that was my point. Now all of a sudden, the Saints had a retiree. I think Robinson retired after eleven years. They got holes all over the secondary, and I'm sitting here like, if the Saints get another top end corner from a team and they trade for him, I'm gonna be pissed, man. Like, how do they keep getting all the defensive backs when I only want a secondary piece to take my team to the damn Super Bowl, and I can't even get that, man? I'm gonna start freaking throwing stuff in here man yeah but that's also because your team doesn't need a cornerback to get you to that next level you guys yes, need do. a you know you need a running back and you need a edge rusher yeah, we got those man the edges this d line in buffalo is going to be better Sorry, than the d line's fine the running back room is suspect i agree, I, I agree. like i said i want to travis at the end man can they ever listen to me i have i understand I've been this game. way too I'm much zach stupid. moss talk on twitter way too much zach moss talk on twitter we're pump the brakes about, Twitter. we're gonna probably talk about him here too man <laughs> I'm angry. Why am I so angry right now? I mean, shit, man. This because is your because your team is one position, two positions away from being the AFC champion. Pretty much. That's Basically. why. That's why you're upset. Basically, yeah. and this is why I said, you know, get uh, Travis at the end solves your problem. Go and get a defensive back solves your problem. You rectify the D line, but I mean, it's still young and you don't know if they're going to be able to dominate like you want them to do. I mean, now we're back on my bills. You see, everyone's going to be like, why, you know, you know who, (laughs) you know, who still hasn't signed a, uh, a contract extension Uh, one Stefan Gilmore. So I'm just throwing that out there. Ooh, brings, I don't want Steph though, man. He, he treated it. He, he didn't, he disrespected Bill's mafia. He can stay away, man. Get him out of here. I don't want him anymore either. So you no, know, see, that's what he does to you, man. You, he, he comes to your team. You're all in love with the guy. And then all of a sudden he does what he does. And you, it's a lot of hatred. It is. He disrespects. Damn it. Stefan. <laughs> Speaking of disrespect, Denzel Mims, man, he's rumored mm. to be on the trade block. We talked about Mims, I think last week, and we were saying that he was being uh, demoted to the third uh, string, third team on, yep. on training camp. And I mean, I'm not shocked by this whatsoever. New regime. They have no ties to this man. I mean, when we talked about Denzel Mims last year and he was coming out, I was like, I love the ability. I do. But he's very, very raw. And I saw how many of these Twitter analysts being like Twitter analysts, uh, quote unquote. And they're like, oh, Denzel Mims, he's going to be the next big thing. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, just, you know, take it down just like a thousand because he's got some abilities, but he is not that good. When is he going to play? I mean, they they signed Corey Davis to a deal. They still have Jameson Crowder. They drafted Eli Moore. So, I mean, I, I just don't see an opportunity for Denzel Mims there. Like you said, new regime, new quarterback, new everything for the most part. So, I mean, Mims is unfortunately kind of like the odd man out there. He's going to turn into Willie Sneed. You watch. Yeah, but I feel like Willie Sneed has still found a way to be relevant over these last few years, even as like a like a third or fourth option. And, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's going to be Mims ceiling. Like he'll have a sprinkle. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it might I, be- I even think that might be generous. Really? <laughs> I thought yeah. I was, I thought I was being, you know, disrespectful to the man, but I mean, I'm okay. no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm out on, on Mims personally. So am I, I'm done with him too. We'll move on as well. James Washington. He has requested a trade due to lack of usage. And I mean, good for him. I, I think that he is being completely underutilized. Uh, and I mean, skill set wise, you can make the argument that he could actually do a lot of damage on this field comparative to guys. I mean, I don't want to say skill set wise because people are going to blast me because I don't think he's in the wheelhouse of a Deontay or a Claypool or even a Juju. Mm-hmm. 
But I think on the field, he's got more than enough juice that he can actually do a lot of damage on this field and put up very comparable numbers in an offense like Pittsburgh. No, and he showed last year when there were injuries along the receiving core that he could step up and be a main target. So I think with him, you know, just wanting an opportunity because, again, he's kind of the odd man out there, you know, with Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju's only going to be there for another year. So, you know, maybe if James was a little bit more patient and just waits another year, but it sounds like he wants to be more like a wide receiver too, which unfortunately, I don't know if that's his skill set. I think he really is kind of more of that wide receiver three option. Mm. Um, I did like Jake's tweet about it when he said, hey, how about New England signs him and he can just be another wide receiver four that they have on their roster. <laughs> Because you have like eight of them on this roster. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, James, to me, you know, he's got the deep threat appeal. I mean, but do we really have we really seen his his full arsenal uh, come to fruition yet? I don't think so. And I think there's so much growth to be had. But I mean, the argument can always be made. Why is he always being jumped by other uh, wide receivers? So then that bodes to say. Is it and, and I mean we got to do this because I mean it is basically gospel when it comes to Pittsburgh and wide receivers. They know what they're talking about when it comes to wide out talent. I mean they let uh, Mike Wallace go and they signed a uh, um, uh, Antonio Brown who was at that time an unknown commodity, a, what sixth round pick, and everyone and their dog was like, "What are you doing letting Mike Wallace go? He's the next generation." Yeah. And and look how it turned out. So I mean when you talk about Pittsburgh and wide receivers. I mean, I'm I'm always listening with my ears wide open. No, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, they know how to draft linebackers and receivers. Like they're they're just that's that's their go-to. They just know how to do that. And you know, they drafted Washington early. You know, they drafted him in the second round. He's still only 25 years old. He's got plenty left in the tank. So maybe he just needs a new opportunity. You know, maybe uh, a greener pasture would be better for him. I don't even know where I want him. And that's the funny thing. I was thinking about that. I'm like, where should he go to actually utilize his skill set and his talents appropriately? I don't even know. I have no answer for it. I mean, it's tough because a lot of the teams that probably could use him, you know, they either drafted wide receivers or they signed, you know, this year there was a lot of money getting thrown around a free agency. A lot of it was one year deals. So I really do think like, just wait one more year, James, and then try to request that trade to, excuse me, to a team that would actually need a receiver I think right now the market is just so tough for him right now. It is saturated. And I mean, it's a tough one. And I mean, speaking of saturation, the Dallas Cowboys, he's seeing uh, that they aren't likely going to re up Michael Gallup. And this, this shocked me. And and I was because uh, we okay. This is another trio. This is a wide receiver room that's just fully loaded. I mean, you yeah. go to the you go to their depth chart, and Chris, I mean, you see how many of the wide receivers that they drafted. I mean, Semi Fihoko is no joke. I mean, he's got wheels, he's got ability, and these guys are all big men. They're like over six two. Uh, well, Wilson, uh, he's massive. Like, and then on top of it, so then going back to Gallup, I mean, the reason why I'm saying this shocks me because I was of the impression that you know CD Lamb is going to be the next upcoming, and then you know they're going to get rid of uh, Amari Cooper because of that massive contract but if they're not signing Gallup I mean now you got to rethink the whole thing if that's kind of the direction they're going and they're going to keep Cooper and Lamb to be the one two. exactly and that's the only thing I was thinking about is you know if they do decide to keep Gallup then Cooper's the odd man out but if they're looking to keep Cooper then yeah Gallup's gonna be looking for a new home and I think that with his skill set he could fetch quite a bit of money on the free agency market you know so I don't know if Dallas maybe tries to just make a trade to try to get what they can for him because once he hits the market, he's going to get paid. You know where I want Gallup to go? Where? The Atlanta Falcons. See, I was going to say I was going to say Green Bay. 
oh, I, I don't hate that either. But I mean, yeah. if if Aaron goes, I mean, then then that's out too, right? I mean, you're not going to put him without Aaron. No, I I agree. But then when you're looking at Atlanta, like Matt Ryan's got what one, maybe two years left. I still like Matty Ice. I, he's got abilities. No, he's got the abilities. I don't. But I don't saying, know how if much you put longer him with he's Calvin be Ridley. There. Put him with Cal. Oh, I agree. Ridley, I agree. Put yep. him with uh, Kyle Pitts. And now you have this trio. Okay. You know, barring Russell Gage being a thing this year, which I think he's going to be hint, hint draft that man. Cause he's going to be baller, but Michael Gallup, it's interesting stuff, man. I mean, if he does move, I mean, is he, he's not a wide receiver one. No. And that's why I think he needs to be more of a complimentary role, which is why I'm also depending on what they do at quarterback in the, in the future, I'd be looking at Washington as a, as a compliment to McLaurin. Oh, oh man. You're just you're yeah. putting it all out there, man. Just will stack Washington's wide receiver room even more. I love it. <sighs> so this obviously means Amari's staying in Dallas. I mean, this is this can't be coach yeah. speak, or this can't be GM no, speak, right? I agree. I think Amari's staying, even though they could potentially get out of his contract, but I mean, it looks like they really want Lamb and they want Lamb and, and Cooper to be that one-two punch. A lot of money, man. A lot of Benjamin, a lot of money. Like you're saying, I mean, Jesus, <sighs> man, this is a lot of stuff today, man. I'm, I'm kind of feeling tired. Can we take a break for a second? Like, can this fans... is um, this this is literally the most the most we've had to talk about in a long time. So I think a little bit of a breather is is okay. Yeah, it's okay. <sighs> yeah. And these people are like, what the what is wrong with you two, man? Like, get it together. All right, we'll get it together, man. Jamar Chase, man. He this was interesting. So we saw Jamar doing a lot of nice things in camp. And I don't know if you caught this one. And it was, I don't know what the hell, like, you know, sometimes you got to chalk it up to some of these reporters and these uh, guys watching. And I think they just go to sell the headline. And it says Jamar Chase hasn't been separating consistently and he hasn't been finding his groove in contested catches. And I found that to be interesting because, I mean, He's he's of the same crop of like uh, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, same type of wide receiver. You're going to see perhaps Chase is even better in that regard uh, on many aspects. But really, you buy in the fact that he can't separate and can't because I have not seen one video that shows that. No, because when we did the breakdown on Jamar Chase and we were doing his his scouting report, I mean, that was one of the things that he was so good at because he is mm. such a physical receiver. He was able to use his hands and his footwork to create that separation. So, I mean, I honestly think it's just for me, for me personally, and I know that the, the difference between college and professionals is a big, big difference, but with chase, like it doesn't worry me at all. Yeah, I know. I'm not the burrow thing. I mean, you saw the burrow thing, how they're talking like he's, he's like, and he even admitted it. He's like, I'm mentally just not all there. And that to me is he's seeing ghosts, uh, Sam Darnold style in New York because mm. of that knee. That, that, that shit might be something to talk about even more because if you got a quarterback who isn't confident, man, that is setting you up for disaster this season. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but the one thing with Burrow is that he has his, you know, his, his offensive line is back. His offensive line is healthy. So I think that it's just going to take, you know, it's, he's going to have to get comfortable. It's going to be that comfort level that needs to kick in uh, because he has great weapons around him. He has an offensive line that can protect him as long as they're healthy. So, Again, it, like I said, it's going to be that comfort level with him. Um, and when he has a guy like Jamar Chase, you know, somebody who's so good at adjusting to the ball while it's in the air, somebody who has that run after catch and breakaway speed ability. Um, and again, we talked about his strength, like his hands, such strong hands to be able to come down with that ball, but also using his hands to beat press coverage mm. and create that separation. That's why I'm so shocked that the reporters are coming out saying that he can't do that right now. 
And who's he, who's he losing against? Like they didn't even say that. And that's right. Exactly. Like, at least give me some context. Like if he's losing, then fine. But tell me who he's going up. I, you saw me, man. I posted that one of scary Terry on Twitter and he was burning up uh, that new signee, former bangle Williams. And I'm like, that's a, that's a, yeah. tough, that's a tough beat. And, and Terry made him look like a child, man. Like the guy's got a family, Terry, like take it easy on the man. And this is, this is a guy who was beating cornerbacks like CJ Henderson AJ Terrell and JC Horn in college. Like, thank you. He's, he's absolutely going to be able to beat his own teammates that are playing cornerback. Yeah, I don't buy it. I think it's all bull. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know, one guy, we've been talking about this guy a lot lately. And I got to, you know, I got to preach him off even more because I still see a little hatred. And I will not Ooh. stand for it. Not even oh. close. You come to me with this and I'm going to put you in the ground. I mean, not literally. I'm I'm a small guy, but I'm you know I'm feisty. I was aggressive. You know it is aggressive, man. Maybe it's, I don't know what is going on today, man. It must be a full moon. Why? Because it's Daryl Mooney. We're going full Mooney, baby. You like what I did there? Man, I'm I'm a poet some days, man. You see, it just it oozes out, man. It just oozes out. People are gonna tune out real quick. But Daryl Mooney, man, he's been all Shakespeare over. Shakespeare, who? What? Yeah, Shakespeare, Shakespeare who? Shakespeare, what? You yeah. you ain't got nothing on me, man. Nothing. He's been he's been crazy making plays though, man. I mean, let's stay on topic. We're gonna, this show's mm. gonna go right off the oh, fucking yeah. rails because we're yep. losing it. But he's been uh, just going nuts. And I mean, I was on Mooney uh, going back at, at the highest level last season, probably the last five games. And it was just yep. because of how good he started to. It was it was it's one of those things, man. When you see a young player, it just it's like a switch just flips on, and and you can just see the maturation process. It goes. And, and you're like, wow, this guy really is turning a corner in season. And that's when I get excited because it's not a full year. And you're like, oh, what is he going to be? He legit turned that corner last season. And now in camp, he's starting to pick up steam. The coaching staff is loving everything he's doing. He's catching balls from Dalton, from Fields. You know, he's killing the coverage. And, I mean, they don't have a horrible coverage. And in, in, it's not great, but, I mean, it's not horrible. And, and But he's making plays. Full Mooney, baby. I mean, preach it to the people, Chris. Because I can't do it anymore. No, it's true. I mean, Darnell Mooney is going to be the number two receiver behind Allen Robinson in this offense. And once Justin Fields takes, you know, gets that starting role, I think that we're going to see him really, really start to develop. Um, for me personally, I have him a little bit lower in my rankings than I probably would like. But with that being said, depending on what he can do in the preseason, I absolutely would expect to see him jump into like my my top 36, I'd say, I think Mooney is absolutely a wide receiver three slash flex player right now. Not quite that wide receiver two, top 24, top 25 talent, but I do think he can get there in the next like two to three seasons. You know what it is? I'm almost there already. That's how crazy it is. Oh, really? Oh, I I legit am almost there. And it's, I know it's, it's spice. It's a little bit of the Cajun style on the chicken, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I mean, I like the spice and I think he's, and it's again, it's the Andy Dalton thing. I don't hate Andy Dalton. I, he's he's shown before that he can do it as long as he's on the field. He's able to support his wide receiver talent and multiple pieces of them. So it's not like you know I'm I'm terrified of it. But I mean, this is the way it is. Yeah. So with with Mooney, something that I absolutely love with him is he's going to be that no, number two wide receiver for the Browns. We saw it really towards the end of last season where he started to emerge. He started to mature. It's like the game kind of started to slow down for him a little bit, which we've seen with a lot of rookie uh, players, whether it's running backs or receivers. I know you're high on him and I will be eventually. I think right now I like to be a little more cautious. 
So right now I've got him like number 40, number 45 in my receiver rankings, but I definitely do think he's like a wide receiver three flex option at this moment in time. Yeah, man. Flex all day long. I'm not even terrified with that whatsoever. I think it's it, the PPR upsides. And you know what it is? It's the effect of Allen Robinson. We know this. I mean, he's going to pull all the coverage away and okay. He Mooney's starting to pick up steam. People are starting to take notice. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, get him on that roster. Even if you got to draft him around earlier, I'm 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 all for it, man. I'm picking up every share I got of, of Darnell Mooney because by week eight, I mean I think he's going to be a a wide receiver too. Oh, that's spicy, spice baby. And and you know what? If he is, you know the fact that you're able to get him in the eleventh or twelfth round right now, that would be an absolute steal. Steal. Theft is what I like. I like stealing from the rich and giving to the poor because that's what we are. You said you didn't want to talk about Zach Moss, but we got to talk about Zach Moss a little bit. Some bitch. <laughs> it's been a lot. I get it, man. But I mean, we have All to right. talk about a running back room because I know a lot of people are going to say, well, I'm staying away because of last season and, and the Buffalo Bills, you know, didn't run the ball down the stretch. But I think that's what killed them. And and now you got Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Matt Breida, and I think you got a couple others in there trying to vie for some that that dude from the UK that was like that rugby player, Christian Wade. I mean, you have these guys in this backfield, but Zach Moss mm-hmm. he injures himself, dude. He's been the best in camp uh, by far, apparently, the coaching staff is saying. But now he injured his hamstring, I heard. And, and now what does this do to this Bill's freaking backfield, man? I mean, it just makes it even more and more confusing because you have like, you know, you have Singletary, right? Um, you've got, you've, you guys have still have what Matt Breda yep. in there. Got Breda. Breda's there. So, so Breda's still there. You know, he's going in like the 25th round, but right now where Zach Moss <laughs> is going in the ninth round, I mean, I'd much, round. I'd much rather go with somebody like David Johnson, James Connor, maybe hell give me, give me Rojo over Zach Moss right now. So here's the argument that you're, you're talking Rojo. I'll take, I won't argue that, but I mean, volume is key, right? So if, if Moss gets 160 at his current ADP, you're not touching that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I see that though. Like, and they I say that because run. I, they got to run sometime now. I mean, that's what we thought all throughout the playoffs last year. We didn't see it. Right. Yeah, my points just aren't working today. <laughs> Man, you know, I'm trying to, you know what it is. I know it sucks and I'm, I'm trying to sell it on myself more than anything because I see value, mm-hmm. potential value in free carries here. That's how I view this. This is free volume based on his ADP. I mean, if it goes any higher then yeah, I'm, I'm out. But I mean, what is he, what'd you say? Ninth round? He's in the ninth, eighth, ninth round. Eight, yeah. See ninth round. I mean that for a running back who can be your RB one in a team, 160 to 180 carries potentially 35 receptions, 30 receptions. I mean, they got to, they got to change it up, man. They got to be more balanced. I'm seeing it as free money. That's, that's how I'm looking at it. And I wanted your endorsement and I did not get it, man. Give it to me. I can't give it to you. And I say that because when they're in, when they're inside the five, do we honestly think that they're going to give the ball to Zach Moss? Or do you think that Josh Allen's going to call his own number? You know, that's what worries me. Yeah. Or, Or Dawson Knox will start running from the goal line. I think they should do that too. I mean, they, they probably saw what they're doing with John, John Smith over in New England. Like, hey, Dawson, what you what you think about an end around? <laughs> Maybe a little jet jet sweep action. Oh, a little what? What did you just say? An end a little, jet sw- little, little jet sweep with oh. uh, Dawson Knox. Oh, 
I don't like where this is going. Let's close this out, man. We have this again, man. Drafting. This is it. We're changing this, okay? Because Dynasty Games, Redraft Games, we have to give the people what they want, man. They like this, man. They, they, they want to understand the values in these players. We are not doing ADP again today. You cannot bring up ADP. Are we doing pull, pulling in, pulling out? No, We're, no, that game was one one oh. segment only, man. We don't want that was a fun out. game. It was. <laughs> we got some complaints, man. Somebody called the uh, you know the authorities on me for that game. But this is: Are you drafting them? Yes or no? And it doesn't okay. matter ADP. Are you drafting them? Yes or no? I don't want to hear any bullshit. I want the Fine. answers. I want that. You got to explain them. I, I get it. If you want to, you know, elaborate, you go for that. But I mean, that's a yes or no answer. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Yes. You're drafting Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I am not. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. I think he can still be a top five quarterback because of his rushing upside on my fantasy football team. I want a I want a dual threat quarterback. I want a quarterback that can get me points with his legs and with his arm. And Lamar Jackson is one of the best in the league when it comes to that from a fantasy perspective. Agreed. And I mean, but you know what it is? I just can't do the value. I just, I can't. So I, I just can't draft. I thought you said we we're all talking ADP. I said value. I didn't say ADPs, did I? I said value. ADP is value. No, it's not, man. I, it different. is value. Shut up, man. I don't like you today. Russell Wilson. God. Russell Wilson. You drafting him or you're not drafting him? No, and I'm worried about Wilson because I do think that Seattle wants to run the ball more, not with Wilson, but with their running backs. Um, and there was so much inconsistency with him last year. It was like Jekyll and Hyde between the first eight games and the last eight games. I'm out on Wilson. And that's it for me, man. It was it was the MVP to like being nothing. And, and yeah, that, that scares me, man, because I mean, it crippled me in some leagues as well. So, I mean, Russ, I love you, bud, but I mean... That's just too volatile for this heart, man. This heart can't take it anymore when it comes to, you know, week uh, 12 when you're just, you know, on the cusp with some of these teams to make in fantasy playoffs. So mm-hmm. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, man, now that he's actually uh, practicing. Yes, because if I'm able to take him as like my QB two, because I know a lot of people are not going to probably draft him higher. If he's my QB two, absolutely. Because when he's on the field, he's a top three, top five producing quarterback. I'm, I'm there too, man. I mean, I, for me, even if he does rise, I, like I said, everyone's talking smack about this Houston Texans offense. Like it's not even talented at all. Like, it, come on. Okay. I get it. We, you know, we're, we're cutting them down. They've made a bunch of moves. I mean, they're questionable moves, but they have players, man. I mean, you can't knock a guy like Brandon cooks, who is a thousand yard receiver every single year. He does nothing but produce. He gets traded to every team in the freaking league and he still yep. produces. So, I mean, give it a break. If, Deshaun is back behind center. He he uplifts this entire offense, no question. Even though you have like a thousand running backs in the stable, I'm definitely drafting Deshaun Watson. Uh, I, I mean, it sucks because you're going to have to wait and see. But I mean, if he does start week one, I mean, that's just gold. Yep, our, bo- I agree. Our, our boy Saquon. Yes, I'm absolutely taking Saquon. Um, I know, I know he's coming back from the ACL injury. Like I've said millions of times before on this pod, He's built differently, okay? He is a top five talent in this league at that position, and I think he is going to come back stronger. Will he get off to a slow start? Probably. But I do think he is going to return the value on wherever you take him. So for me, I'm, I'm absolutely taking Saquon. I'm still in on Saquon, too. I cannot quit him. This is his one season, though. If, if he disappoints me, we're getting divorced. I can't do it anymore. But, I mean, I'm taking Saquon. 
Joe Mixon. Okay. Joe Mixon. Are you drafting Joe I'm Mixon? A, I'm out. I'm out on Joe. Oh, he's out. I'm he's out. out. I'm, I can't do it. No. Um, Joe has hurt me too many times. You know how you said like this is the last year for for you for Saquon. Yep. Last year was the last year for Joe for me. So I'm I'm out. I, I can't it. do it. I got it. I still have a little bit left for him. I, I there's still a little bit of crush there. So. Mm-hmm. And I know we're not talking about ADPs, but I mean if he falls to me in a certain point, I, I I'm I'm taking him. I I'll still take him. Yeah, there there are just other guys that I feel a little bit better about that I haven't agree. hurt me as much. I agree. so. Yeah, I mean, pain is real. <laughs> the pain is real on Mr. Joe Mixon. DeAndre Swift, man, you touching him? Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely all in on DeAndre Swift. Would love, as my RB, as my, my RB1? No. As my RB2? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. You heard, you heard he got injured too, right? I don't care. I'm still, I'm still on him. Look at that emphatic. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm taking him. I'm taking him. Michael Carter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I wasn't as in on him before, you know, a couple weeks ago, but I'm loving the reports coming out of camp. Yes. It could be coach speak, blah, 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 sure, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, give me, give me Michael Carter because of what he can do with the legs, but also what he can do as a receiving back is what I absolutely love because that's the guy that we saw at North Carolina that really stood out that one B to Javante Williams. Okay. So can I throw something back at you before we move on because of this? Okie dokie. You're cussing the Zach uh, uh, Moss and Devin Singletary backfield. Isn't the Jets yeah. in a similar backfield with uh, Carter and Coleman? Yes, but I just like the talent more in that backfield than I do in Buffalo. You like Tevin Coleman over Zach Moss and Devin Singletary? No, but I like Michael Carter more than both Moss and Singletary. <laughs> I don't like you right now, man. Stop. So Carter, Carter alone outweighs your two running backs for me. Wow, that's bold yeah. stuff. Wow. What a dick. I mean, I can't argue because I like myself some Michael Carter too. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, wow, that's that's an impressive way to just knock me down on my back. <sighs> Let's finish off on wide receivers, man. Julio Jones. You taking Julio? Nope. Not touching him, man. Even if he goes and low. for all and for all of the reasons that we talked about before, yeah. and I know we said we weren't going to talk about ADP. It's true. Um, but let's say let's say just for just for Julio, for let's, S's, let's let's say ADP you know is allowed for Julio. Exactly, let's say he drops for, a little bit for S's and G's. You know, we're going to say for Julio, if he happens to drop, let's say like six round, yes. But if he's going, if he's there, like the fourth round, I'm out. I'm okay. no, I'm gonna let someone else take him. Okay. I don't hate it because I mean, Julio is one of these guys that ADP we have to discuss because shit be changing on a daily. And I don't like it. Kenny Galladay. I know you said you were out already. You kind of answered that, but I did this yeah, Ken, know, beforehand. Ken, Kenny, so. Kenny, I'm out. I'm out. I, the injuries worry me too much. I'm still in. I'm, I'm dying with the ship, man. It's like the Titanic going down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on board as long as I can until the boat goes down. It's kind of hypocritical though. I'm saying I'm going to be out on Saquon, but I'm still sticking with Kenny. I mean, does that make me a hypocrite? I don't think it does. No, I thought you said you were in on Saquon. I am in on Saquon, but I said, this is my last yeah. season. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, so is this your last season for Kenny? Might be. I feel like it kind of has to be. Is it not? Yeah, it kind of has to be. I mean, otherwise, now it kind of has to be. Otherwise, you you're not Saquon. true to your word, you bastard. Okay, yeah, maybe then I'm out. Okay, McCole Hartman. Are we in or out this year? Um, 
I'm I, I'm in for for like where his value could be, well, but yeah, as far yeah, as like yeah, yeah. for for like me for me like putting him in as like a like a, a regular weekly starter, no, absolutely not. He's somebody that's going to sit on my bench, and I'll put plug him in if there's an injury or a bye week. Yeah, they're saying he's wide receiver two right now on the depth chart. Yeah, well, they also said that about last year when Sammy Watkins was out and he didn't put up wide receiver two numbers. So very true. I'm stuck at Kansas City. I'm out. Suck it, man. I'm out too. I mean, McCall Hardman has all the potential in the world. He's speedy as a mo freak. I mean, I just can't trust it. He has to show it to me, and I'll gladly let somebody else take him. This, excuse me, this year, and and if he proves it to me, then next year I'll be more than happy to mm-hmm. engage. Jamison Crowder, our boy. You, you touching Jamison this year? Oh yeah. Yeah, somebody who is a PPR monster, who's going to be getting those short targets from a rookie quarterback. I'm I'm all in on Crowder. Again, I don't care if it was Sam Darnold last year, Zach Wilson this year. Give me Crowder. Even with Elijah Mitchell, no fear. Oh, even 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 with him there, I don't I don't mind. No. Nope. Agree. I think we're the only two that preach this up. And once it comes to fruition, I'm just going to light up Twitter. I, I really am. I'm gonna be like, we've been saying this for months and all you guys are going to start taking credit for our work because I'm saying it's dual slot and it's going to be Corey Davis. That's what I'm saying. Because like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they signed Corey Davis. They drafted Elijah Moore. Don't sleep on Jameson Crowder. All right. And also don't sleep on Chris Herndon. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. You can, you can, you can pass, you can pass the F out on, on Chris Herndon, man, burn that. I was going to say, if you're, if you're still on Chris Herndon, man, I, I, I don't know if I can do the show anymore with you. Like, I, I love you like a brother, man, but I mean, Chris Herndon, the ship has sailed like two years ago. All family relationships have their limit. And, and Chris Herndon <laughs> is that limit. <laughs> He's the limit, man. That's a toleration point until you're out, man. We're, we're good. Last one I got, man, is Amari Rogers. Stop it. You want me to say yes? Stop it. <laughs> say yes. I want to say no because Why? they signed, they traded because they traded for Randall Cobb. So now Randall Cobb's a thing. This is, see, this is that bullshit, man. This is that shit that I get. I, you, you remember Bad Boys when Will Smith used to say that to Martin Lawrence? He's like, that's yeah. that bullshit. That's that yeah. bullshit. And this is what I'm talking about right now, man. Everyone, Randall Cobb in Houston, he's nothing. He's washed. He comes back to Green Bay. All of a sudden, he's a thing again. And I'm supportive of Randall Cobb, man. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But Amari uh, Rogers is a better steroided Randall Cobb. What, what do people don't see? So I honestly wouldn't be surprised if MVS ends up being the Packers, like number two producing wide receiver. From that perspective, I agree with you, but I mean, it's, you a know, slot, it's a slot presence. He I just, agree. You know what he has I to just do? Don't he think... has to make a few plays for Aaron Rodgers to trust him and it's game over. It's done. I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that in his rookie season next year. I might be singing a different tune, but this year I got to be out. I'm in. I'm all in, baby. I've been doing it and I don't even care, man. You guys will see. I will own every share of Amari Rogers and I'm going to win every fantasy championship there is. And if I am wrong, if I am wrong on Amari Rogers and he does not, if Amari Rogers, what do you, what do you think? Top 40 receive fantasy receiver? Sure. If he doesn't become a top 50, if he does not become a top 50 fantasy receiver this year, I will come back on the show when we do it. And I will publicly apologize and eat that crow. That's okay. You know what? Because I, you know what it is. 
and I don't hate your point. I really don't. I'm just, I'm pumping it up for the, for the listeners to, you know, get a good laugh. But I mean, I'm already, I'm, I'm pot committed, man. This isn't like, this isn't me playing poker and I'm, I'm bluffing the shit out of everybody right now, even though I got like an ACE and I, and I'm like, I'm waiting for that one on the, on the river to come out and just give me that ACE baby. So I can say, yes, I got it. And, and I mean, I, I believe I mean, you, you, you did pull the whole rookie of the year deal a few weeks back. So <laughs> don't bring that up. That was a joke. <laughs> That was a joke. Oh man. I mean, okay. I mean, it is, it is ambitious with Amari Rogers, but I, I mean, I, I think he's going to, if he get it, I'll put it this way. If he gets the opportunity and if Aaron Rodgers trusts him enough, I, I, I could see Randall Cobb numbers from last year. I mean, 800 yards. I think that's what he got. It was like 750, 800 yards. And I mean, that's not a bad mm-hmm. season, right? That's a flex play on matchup appeal. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just I need to see the that production. Yep. Okay, you gotta see it. He's gotta see it. But that's all I got, buddy. That was a lot, man. I think I'm out of breath. I'm tired. That was a lot of information, and we're as we get closer to the season, we're just gonna have more and more to talk about. More and more. I mean, it's just getting glorious. It's lovely. We hit 1K over at uh, Headliner U. 1K subscribers, Woo! man. Road to 1K, and I gotta, you know, man, a lot of y'all don't know, man. Mr. Rem over here. This guy was my sidekick at the beginning when we started it, and I was his sidekick. It was a dual threat, man, tandem, and we were killing it early on. Rem had to deal with some issues, but I mean, he's back and, and he's doing his thing. And, and I'm, I'm so glad to, you know, say, man, uh, what a ride it's been on headliner you and straight chub i mean there's no one else uh, i'm telling you right now that i would i would rather do this with man you're my brother i appreciate that man and i remember when we first started doing the scouting reports you know doing the pro day videos and it was an absolute blast but congratulations to you for all the success that headliner you has had i'm just happy to have had a small part in that and i'm excited to see what happens when we get to 2000 it's going to be fantastic. I appreciate it all, man. If you guys don't know, go over to Headliner You Give it a subscribe. It is phenomenal what we're doing over there. Obviously, the main Headliner channel, you guys know that. So, But do your thing. I mean, so before we get out of here, Jake has an important message for everybody. So listen up. Yeah, real quick, though, before we get out of here, I want to take a quick second here, Chris, and I want to make sure I shout out our, our partners here for the year at Fantrax.com. I mean, Fantrax is the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, hands down, right now, offering the greatest fantasy experience for you, uh, for your dynasty keeper, redraft, best ball leagues, whatever it is you play, they have you covered. And we want to make sure we get you guys in a position to really come in and play with us this year. We're going to have some best ball challenges with some cash prizes coming up here in the coming weeks, but you can set up your account now and it's 100% free. So head over to fantracks.com slash headliners, sign up for that free account, and then stay tuned to our Twitters, to our YouTubes, the, the community tabs on YouTube, all over the place. We're going to be posting links for these upcoming best ball challenges Totally looking forward to that, but make sure you head over there and sign up for that account right now, fantracks.com slash headliners. So on that note, that is the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Chris underscore FH1. You can find Chris on Twitter at Chris Kennedy 318. all the listeners, thank you for all the support. And on behalf of Chris, thanks again for listening. Until next time, stay safe and be kind to each other. I'm out.